Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia Audiocast. This week we have Donovan's Brain, a special double-length episode of Suspense, one of the most popular shows of the old-time radio era. Suspense aired over CBS from 1942 to 1962, and this episode first aired in two parts on May 18th and 25th, 1943. It stars Orson Welles in multiple roles. The episode is based on the novel of the same name by Kurt Siodmak. It was originally published as a serial in the September, October, and November 1942 issues of Black Mask. Siodmak, of course, also had a long career as a Hollywood screenwriter, scripting many universal horror movies, including The Wolfman, Son of Dracula, and House of Frankenstein, to name just a few. If you're a fan of Pulp with a Supernatural Twist, check out our recent release, Pulp with a Bite. Features classic pulp tales of vampires and the undead and is available from Amazon or other bookstores. You can also order copies at a discounted price directly from BrickPickleMedia.com. And that direct link is in the show notes. The Pulp Nostalgia Audiocast is a Brick Pickle Media production. For more from Brick Pickle Media, visit www.BrickPickleMedia.com. You can find a link to all of our books in our entire online store on the website. And just a reminder, if you like the show, please leave feedback on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. Roma Wines present Suspense. This is the Man in Black, here to introduce this weekly half hour of Suspense. Tonight from Hollywood, we bring you as star, Mr. Orson Welles, as the protagonist of Kurt Hjordmark's novel, Donovan's Brain. And now with Donovan's Brain, and with the performance of Orson Welles as Dr. Patrick Corey, we again hope to keep you in suspense. As I sit now outside my laboratory door, writing... Under the heading Experiment 87, this final entry in my casebook, I know that these are the last words I shall ever write upon this earth. I neither ask nor expect forgiveness, now or hereafter. But for those who seek some explanation, I refer them simply to this casebook. Let them read it carefully, from its first entry on that ill-starred day of July the 13th. July 13th. Today I bought a small capuchin monkey from an organ grinder. The animal trembled with fear when I took it into my laboratory and when I tried to pet it, it bit me. But I had to make it trust me completely. Fear causes an excess secretion of adrenaline resulting in an abnormal condition of the bloodstream which would throw off my observations. So I fed it carefully and finally the creature voluntarily crept up into my arms uttering little whimpers of content. When it laid its head against my shoulder, I stabbed it with a surgical lancet. It died instantly. Well, David, what do you think of it? Well, it, it's pretty amazing, all right. You see what I've done, don't you? I, I think you so. think so? Good Lord, don't you know? Well, after all, Dad, I'm only a second-year medical student. Well, I love it. When I was a second-year student, I... What is it? It's me, Janet. Hello, dear. Patrick, Dr. Schrapp is here to see you. Oh, come on in, Doctor. You know our son, David, of course. Uh, yes, yes, of course. How are you, my boy? Fine, thanks, Doctor. Well, Patrick, hard at it as usual, oh, I see. Patrick, you didn't eat the lunch I sent in to you. <laughs> what is it this time, Patrick? 
It's a brain. What? A brain, a brain, a monkey's brain. Oh. Well, what about the brain, Patrick? I'm trying to see how long I can keep the tissue alive. Oh, is that it? In that jar? Mm-hmm. There's considerably more to it than just a jar, though. Want to see how it works? Is it still alive? In a way, yes. It's a fairly simple device. Actually, Dr. Variation on Corel's mechanical heart. The brain lies in a bath of blood serum. These rubber arteries are fixed to the vertebral and internal cartridge arteries of the brain, and the blood substance is forced through the cycle of Willis to feed the tissue. Over there, I've installed a small rotary pump that forces the blood circulation, you see. But how do you know it's alive? It's very easy to determine. The brain, when functioning, gives off infinitesimal electrical impulses. They can be measured. As a matter of fact, I've hooked the amphitograph to a small amplifying system. The brain impulses can actually be heard. Here, I'll turn it on. Quite effective, isn't it? Yes, it's effective. And it's... It's wrong, Patrick. Terribly wrong. I've tried to tell him that. In heaven's name, what's wrong with it? Oh, Patrick, you and your mechanistic philosophy. We're trying to reduce life to a mere matter of chemicals and test tubes. The origin of life is from a higher domain than that, Patrick. Ah, And you're profaning it. Can't stop the progress of science. Every discovery of whatever kind is a step forward. If I can prove that the brain can perform certain functions outside the body, who knows where we may be able to go from there? Patrick... How do you know that thing in there doesn't feel pain? Oh. How do you know it isn't writhing in agony? Brain tissue itself is insensitive. You know that, but as to feeling, look, I'll, I'll switch on the encephalograph. Notice the faintness of the amplified alpha rays. Notice the comparatively slow rate of pulsation. Now, notice what happens when I tap on the glass jar. My dear Shrott, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but it certainly shows marked reactions to an external stimulus. I wouldn't have believed it possible. The trouble with you is, Shrott, that you don't really believe in science. Well, have it your own way, Patrick, but <laughs> when you can manufacture love and sympathy and kindness in a test tube, I'll be back. Are you leaving? Yes. Oh, uh, Patrick. Hmm? Do me a favor, Patrick. Shut off the pump and let that poor thing in there die. Let it die? It were within my power to grant that little brain would live forever. July 18th. Mortally exhausted from lack of sleep, but the events of the past five days have been of such tremendous importance that I must set them down while every last detail is still fresh in my mind. For I've had no time to make an entry in this record since the day last week, it seems months ago now, when I'd first my partial success with the brain of that little monkey. That time, however, it seemed to me that I was doomed to disappointment. In spite of all my efforts, the brain of the monkey ceased to live at 12.14 that night. Tired and disheartened, I lay down to sleep on the cot in my laboratory, but at that very moment, fate was contriving an occurrence which now seems destined to have the most profound effect not only upon my own existence, but perhaps upon that of all mankind. Hello? What is it? Dad. Come in, come in. What's the matter? It's Dr. Schroth. There's been an accident or something. He's pretty upset. All right. I'll come along with you. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, thank heavens, my boy. What's the matter? Oh, there's been a plane crash on the mountain. Only one oh. of them was left alive, and I, I brought him this far, but he needs an immediate operation. Your job over? A county physician? Patrick, it's multiple fractures of both legs. The arteries are severed. 
The legs will have to be amputated. And you are not in any shape to do the job, hmm? Well, well, it's not my fault, really. Take him to the Phoenix Hospital. I'm not going to take the responsibility. It's too far. We'd never get there in time. Patrick, please, it may mean a man's life and... and uh, Your job as county physician. Oh, I, I'm not thinking of that, but it's... He's an important man. Dave, uh, William H. Donovan. Donovan? Donovan? The Wall Street Donovan? Yes. You, you've got to help me, Patrick. Hmm. What are his chances? About even, if we hurry. Well... Bring him in. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Better get some things on, David. You may have to help. We'll use the laboratory table. Before you go, put the instruments in the sterilizer and don't forget the Geely saw. Right. Oh, but... Uh, but, but what? Well, I thought the Geely saw was only used uh, for... For brain surgery, not always. Hurry. Right. Bring him in now from the car. Okay, Dad. In here. Now, carefully. Put him right up on this table, please. There's Doctor. Take it easy with him. Now get yourself in a gown and gloves, Doctor. Right over there. You won't have time to scrub. Yes, thanks, Patrick. Hmm. Bad, isn't it? Pulse rapid, heart very faint. I wasn't sure we'd even make it. David, uh, half cc uh, yes, of Dad. adrenaline, uh, one to one thousand intravenous. Right. You men can go now. Is there anything else we can do? Tonight? No, thank you, Patrick. Don't you think? I'd you... rather we were alone, if you don't mind, gentlemen. Good night, then, yes. Doctor Schrag. Very good. Doctor. Good night. Now, David, if you remove the blanket from his legs, that's it. Let's see now. There, there, you see? Fortunately, a forest ranger got to him right after the crash and had sense enough to put a tourniquet on each leg. Even so. Sure, sure, sure. We'll get it. Sure, sure, sure. What's he saying? Oh, something like, sure, sure, sure. He said it over and over. Hmm. I hadn't realized he was deformed. Doesn't show as much in his pictures. Patrick, I, I think we ought to begin. Well, there's no use amputating his legs. No use. He's dead anyway by morning. Well, won't he? I suppose you're right, Patrick. You know I'm right. But still, we ought to try. We can't refuse to operate just because... We are going to operate syringe. Please, David, the large one. Here you are, Dad. Spinal anesthetic. You give it, Dr. Schrott. Right. Scalpel, please, David. And the Geely saw. Geely saw? Patrick. Well... No, 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 Patrick. I won't let you. After your performance tonight? I... But, Patrick, he's still alive. Precisely. My mistake with the monkey was that he was dead. I don't intend to make it again. Come, come, David. The scalpel. Patrick, are you out of your mind? You're, you're, you're taking a man's life. I'm giving him life. Donovan would die anyway. For a while, at least. Donovan's brain will live. <laughs> He'll be coming for the body pretty soon. Go now, David. Well, I, I think I will. David, then. you understand, of course. I understand. Not a word to your mother, to anyone. I understand. Good boy. Uh, did you put something in the skull cavity so the eyes won't yes, fall in? Yes, I filled, filled it with cotton, bandaged the whole cranium. It'll look like any head injury. I hope nobody gets any ideas about an autopsy. An autopsy or the coroner. You can stop that. Look, Trot, this is a chance that comes once in a lifetime. William Donovan had one of the greatest minds, has one of the greatest brains in the world today. And now you have it. It's Turn on the encephalograph. Simple alpha waves? Yes, no different from the monkeys. You can't take a human brain out of its body and expect it to function. I suppose not, but shut. Did it ever occur to you that the brain might simply be asleep? Asleep? Certainly. 
An operation like that is a severe shock. Tap on the glass. Lord. Delta waves. It was asleep. He woke it up. He's saturating consciousness. There are three of us conducting this experiment now, Shot. You, me, and William Horace Donovan. July 25th. I've moved my bed into the laboratory, but I've scarcely slept in six days. There can no longer be any doubt that the brain responds like a sensitive seismograph to vibrations near it, imputing the sound of my voice. Yet I found no method of communication with it. I've devised a simplified Morse code consisting of taps on the glass container together with voice vibrations. Perhaps I can teach the brain. July 30th, Schrott has come to stay with me, half out of a feeling that he shares with me a common guilt, half out of scientific curiosity. I've scarcely seen him. Both David and Janice have been avoiding me. Not that I really care. I've been tapping out my code on the side of the brain's container endlessly, day and night, over and over, a thousand times, so that a baby could learn it, if the brain can learn I sleep only when the brain itself falls into exhausted slumber. When it wakes again, I resume my tapping. I resume it. Shrout! Shrout, wake up! Yes, yes, Patrick. Get up, hurry! What's the matter? There's something there. Come! I want you to see something. Patrick, you look like a ghost. Come on, we... back to the laboratory. I can't believe it myself. I may have been dreaming, delirious. What's happening? Come on. You hear that? Listen, the delta waves. It seems disturbed. You've got to check my observations for me. If my reasoning is wrong, tell me. I can't be sure of anything anymore. Yes, Now, please. listen carefully. You know that I've been trying to communicate with the brain in code. Now, if I were able to cause a distinctive pattern of the brain's delta waves by a specific command in code, if the brain responded to the same pattern of sound each time I issued the command, it would prove that I had succeeded in communicating with the brain, wouldn't it? Yes, Patrick, it I think it would. Listen. Donovan! Donovan! If you understand, think three times of the word talk. Three times. Talk, talk, talk. What? It answered. It spoke. And I'm right. It's true. This thing has learned to talk. July 31st. Schrotter's romanticizing, of course, the delta pattern is so infinitely complex that it would be utterly impossible ever to break it down into specific words, yet... yet that it understands me, that it's trying to communicate with me is certain. Schrott suggests mental telepathy, that I try to make my mind a blank, as the mediums call it, while at the same time increasing the energy content in the plasma that feeds the brain in the hope of stepping up the brain's electrical potential one would step up the power of a radio station. Naturally, telepathy is nonsense, but the feeding theory intrigues me. I shall try it 
August 12th. Notice today for the first time two distinct nodules of new brain cells on the frontal lobex. Electrical potential is increased to 510 microvolts. <sighs> Begun smoking cigars. Although I've always hated them before. Nerves, I expect. August 22nd, nodule still growing, electrical potential 1450, but with no observable results. I've lately felt a compelling urge to know more of Donovan's life. I've collected every available scrap of information about him. A strange man, ruthless, actually evil in many ways, but an extraordinarily brilliant mind. <laughs> wake you, Patrick. Hmm? You were moaning in your sleep, talking. Talking? What did I say? I'm, I'm not sure, but your voice was so strange. Dennis, that... Dennis, what's the matter? Oh, oh I... it's nothing. I was dreaming. That's all Janice woke me up. Patrick, let me see your hand. What do you mean see your No, hand? the other one. What about it? You're not left-handed, are you? No. Then why have you got ink on the fingers of your left hand? Well, I... I don't know. Were you writing anything tonight? No, not writing anything. You must have been, Patrick. Here it is, right here on your desk. Oh, nonsense. I... Wait. Let me see it. You've been writing his name. William H. Donovan. William H. Donovan. Shot. That's not my handwriting. It's... What? Don't you see what it means? The brain has communicated with me. Patrick, you don't... Look here. Look at this magazine article. Here's a reproduction of his signature. And he was left-handed, too. It says so here. It's, it's oh. exactly the same. What a... Fool I've been. Look at this picture. Smoking a cigar with his left hand. I wondered why I'd suddenly started smoking cigars. The same brand, too. Janice, try to remember what you heard me saying just before you woke me up tonight. Think. Patrick, I... Uh, think, I Janice, think. All I heard was something like, sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, of course. Don't you remember, Schrott? He said it that night. It was the only thing we ever heard him say. It was an expression of his. Tell us about that. One of the articles. It, it wasn't your voice, Patrick. You see, the brain has grown. And it's strong enough to influence not only the higher functions of the frontal lobe, but the speech centers, the motor centers of another brain. Patrick, if this is true, then your experiment has been successful. It's yes. ended. Ended? It's only begun. Patrick! Don't you see what this means? Patrick, listen to me. What, Janice? What? You've got to stop Talk. I can't stand it any longer. Can't you see where it led you? When you cut yourself off from your family, when you neglected your health, began having fits of temper and were like... like someone I hardly recognize as the man I married. All that I tried to understand. But don't you see what you've done? You are a murderer, Patrick, a murderer! Janice, darling... David told me the whole thing. The poor boy's half insane himself from worry. Insane? What do you mean by that? What I say. You killed Donovan. 
Maybe he wouldn't have lived anyway, but you killed him. And now this, this thing has gained such power over your mind that it can make you do things you don't even know about. For all you know, it could make you do anything. Anything. You've got to choose, Patrick. Janice, please. I suppose you're right, but I'm utterly, utterly exhausted. I, I can't think even anymore. You've I can't got think. To think. Give me until tomorrow. Let me sleep, and then tomorrow I'll do something. I, I promise you. All right, Patrick. But if you don't do something, if you don't destroy that listen, thing, listen. I will. The brain. It's as though it heard you and were raging, raging at you. This way, please, Dr. Corey. Thank you. But, uh, Patrick, why are we going in here? Psychiatric clinic? I told you I'd do something, Janice, and I've got an idea. You're having yourself psychoanalyzed. Mm. Something like that? Something like that. I'll tell you about it later. First, I want to talk to this man alone, if you don't mind. Dr. Zanger, this is Dr. Corey. Well, how do you do, Dr. How do you Corey? Do? I've heard something of your work. Oh, I... yes? And this is Mrs. Corey, huh? Oh, yes, of course. Excuse me. I'm very happy Mrs. to Corey. meet you, Mrs. Corey. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, won't you come into my office, Doctor? Janice, darling, please do. Would you mind waiting here in the reception room? I'll be out in just a moment. Why, certainly, dear. In here, please, Doctor. Well, Doctor, she seems quite normal. I'd expected from what you told me on the telephone. I know, that... but I, I can assure you, I can, I can uh, give you, I can give you my word that, uh, much as I hate to say this, Doctor, she is quite insane. I see. Uh, paranoia. She, she's always been kind of jealous of my work. Uh-huh. But lately she's developed a, a, she has a, a delusion, Doctor. She thinks that I've created uh, some kind of a monster in my laboratory that controls my mind and my actions. Mm. I'm putting her uh, completely in your hands. Well, of course, I have heard of such cases. It's a little unusual, but since you are yourself a medical man, you... You definitely wish to commit her, then? Huh? Yes. You have the papers. Well, yes, yes. Here you are. Just your signature will be enough. Uh, there you are. You, you'll... Let me know about it, won't you? Oh, naturally, Doctor, naturally. Well, goodbye, then, Dr. Corey. We will do everything that we can. Thank you. Patrick... Uh, Mrs. Corey is staying with us, Miss Wilcox. Yes, Dr. Zanger. Patrick! Come back! Patrick! No, it's all right, Mrs. Corey. Just come inside with me, please. Patrick! Where are you going? Let me go! Let me go! Patrick! Oh, Dr. Corey. Yes? Uh, about uh, the bill. How do you wish it to be handled? The bill? Oh. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll take care of the bill uh, by the week. The checks will be signed William H. Donovan. Sure, sure, sure. Hawkins.
August 20th. Nearly three weeks now since Janice went away. I cannot understand how she could have left me. Just when I needed her most. I try to question Schrott or David about her. They only look at me strangely and change the subject. Clearly, they too are in on this conspiracy. Sometimes it seems the only person I can trust is Donovan. Donovan, the brain, communicates with me more freely now each day. I know it has some great plan in mind for me, for both of us. I'm waiting, patiently waiting. Donovan? Donovan, I'm listening. Donovan? Don't be angry, Donovan. I'm trying to understand. I'm listening, Donovan. I'm listening. I'm... I'm... Oh, Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. As I sit now outside my laboratory door writing... Under the heading Experiment 87, this final entry in my casebook, I know that these are the last words I shall ever write upon this earth. For those who seek some explanation, I refer them simply to this casebook. Let them read it carefully. Perhaps they may then in some measure understand, if not condone, the awful circumstances under which I have been driven to the most appalling crime against God and nature that it has ever been the fate of mortal man to perpetrate. August... 24th. It's now six weeks, exactly 42 days, since I began the experiment. For six weeks, by artificial means alone, I have kept alive a human brain. Completely detached from the body, floating in a bath of serum nourished by a synthetic blood plasma fed through its arteries by an electric pump, it has remained alive. Not only alive, but I have succeeded in communicating with it. For I have even induced new growth of brain cells and so tremendously increased its mental faculties that by sheer brain power alone has actually been able to communicate its thoughts to me. And each day, my communion with that living, pulsing mass of gray matter that was the brain of William Donovan becomes stronger and stronger. Even now, I sense it striving to reveal some plan to me, something so truly world-shaking in its implications that only such an organism, developed to a point thousands of years ahead of its time, could ever have conceived it. So far, I sense this only, but soon I shall know... Indeed, I shall be partner in its execution. What a fool I was ever to have considered my wife's demand that I end the experiment. It's because I refused, of course, that Janice left me a week ago without so much as a word of explanation or farewell. Even my son David and my assistant Schrott are privy to this conspiracy to thwart me, for when I ask about Janice, they pretend to know nothing of They seek to avoid my questions. But the brain will live. Yes, <laughs> I can hear it now. Delta waves quite audible over the amplifying system I've arranged. Almost as though it were calling to me. Trying to speak to me. The brain will live. Donovan? What is it? What are you trying to tell me? Go on, Donovan. I'm listening. Go on. Go on. Who is it? It's me, Patrick and David. Well, 
What do you want? You want to talk to you, Dad? I have no time to talk. I'm busy. I'm Open sorry. Door, Go Dad. away, I tell you. I'm busy. Please, Dad. Can't you two leave me alone? Right, all right. What oh, is Pat. it? What is it? Patrick, won't you come into the study with us for a few minutes? What have you got to say? You say right here. You know I can't leave the laboratory. Dad, it's only that, well, we wanted to talk to you in, in private. Well, don't tell me that you're afraid of this poor mass of brain cells here. It's not that, Dad, but oh, we... Never mind, David. <laughs> At least turn that thing off then, will you, Patrick? <laughs> what difference would it make? You could still hear, couldn't it? Well, what is it then? Well, it's... It's about Mother. So, she put you up to this, did she? I thought the truth would come out sometime. Dad, listen. She's tried to stop this experiment from the beginning. She thought she could blackmail me into quitting by leaving me, and she still does. And now Patrick, she's using you as a go-between. Patrick, true, listen a minute, won't enough. you? enough. We haven't heard a word from Janice. We don't even know where she is. That's what we've come to talk to you about. Oh, have you? Well, how could I know where she is? Well, because you were the last person seen with her, Dad. I was. Don't you remember, Patrick? You took her into town with you. you. You wouldn't tell any of us why. Yes, of course, the moment I've forgotten. But what of it? Well, don't you remember what happened then? Of course I remember. She left me, that's all. Where is that? Where did she leave you? Well, I, what were you doing? I don't know. We were in some big public building, city hall, courthouse, taxis and something. Next thing I knew, she'd simply disappeared. I... Is that all? Didn't yes. she at least tell you why she was going? No, I remember what she said. It's been a week or more. I've hardly slept. You know, I've been working night and day. Yes, that's just it, Patrick. What do you mean by that? Patrick, you say this. The, the brain communicates well, with you. Tells yes. you things about his past life. Suggests thoughts. Yes, Well, yes. if the brain can make you think of things, mightn't it also make you forget things? You're out of your mind. Dad, are you sure... Are you sure you don't know what's happened to Mother? No, I tell you, no, I but don't Patrick, know. Patrick, don't you see what you might have done? What? Heaven's name, stop now while there's still time. Get out of here. While there's still time to help Janice, if there is. While there's still time to help yourself. Shut off the current. Get Let the brain out. die. Kill it, Patrick. Kill it. Get out, both of you. Get out. Get out. August 26th, the brain continues to communicate thought fragments more and more easily, but nothing further on what I've come to think of as the plan. I'm now sleeping a great deal, but my dreams are becoming increasingly troublesome, although I'm at a loss to analyze them. Most frequent is a sort of vast cosmic valley presided over by the colossal figure of a young man whom I seem to recognize, yet I never... Never see his face. It's as though the entire population of the Earth were moving past him in review at his command. Shroud, he's fainted. No, no, David, don't let him. It's yeah. all right now. Here's a glass of water. What's the matter? You're trembling all over. I... You're looking I at can't. me that way for you. Look, look, I'm frightened after death. Dad, you... What happened here? Anyway, I came and found you on the floor with your hands around your own throat. Ten minutes for me. Why is your luggage all packed? I was... 
going to leave. Leave? In the middle of the night? Why? Because The fuse I... box has been opened. It was you, Schrott. You were going to shut off the current. You were going to kill the brain. Patrick, you tried to strangle me. What? That's true, Dad. That's why I had to slap you. But that's absurd. I came in here and found Schrott with his hands around his own throat. He was strangling himself. Dad, please think a minute. Nobody can strangle himself. Look at these marks on my throat. Oh. Do you think I could have done that? Well, it's, it's not possible, and yet... It's true, Patrick, that I tried to shut off the current. I was afraid for you. But as I opened the fuse box, I heard the delta waves in the laboratory suddenly become stronger and louder than they'd ever been before. And then... Then... Then I... Yes. Then the brain knew? Yeah, you even spoke in Donovan's voice, Donovan's Patrick. voice, his That voice. recurring phrase of his, sure, 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 in his very tones, sure, his very sure, accent. sure. You've created a monster, Patrick. It has the power to make me commit murder. The brain... The brain must die. Pull the switch in the fuse box, Patrick. It will only be a matter of seconds, yes. and then... Yes, I... I... But I... But I... You've got to, Patrick. Schrott, David, help me. I can't move. Come yes, to me. You... Pull the switch, honey. Schrott, David, go on. You? You too? It's paralyzed, Dispatch. Uh, the brain won't let itself be killed. And then it has the power to live on. And on. To command us as long as we live. To make us do anything it wants. To kill. Murder. Dad, what are we going to do? Listen. Uh, it's a brain. It's... It's... Laughing. Laughing. September 7th. Schrott has left. He had to, of course, for his own protection, if nothing else. Before he left, he swore to eternal secrecy and going to try to find Janice. The very thought that any harm might come to her through me is enough to drive me almost mad. As for David, although he's strong enough to prevent any untoward accidents, I don't know, he's, he's volunteered to stay with me. I, he'll sleep at night behind locked doors. We must devote every faculty we possess together and independently to finding a way of destroying the brain. Perhaps while it sleeps, although it seems to have developed tremendous powers of the subconscious which operate even in sleep. The recurring dream, the now oppressive sense of some further task to be performed continues. If Janice were only here, even her presence, I know, would help immeasurably to combat this fearful thing. Terrible thought crosses my mind. Could Trot have left if the brain had not, for some reasons of its own, actually wanted him to leave? September 10th. My thoughts are less and less my own. The dream of the young giant bestriding the earth, 
the figure without a face pursues me now, even in my waking hours. Increasingly, I seem to live in a world of evil fantasy, peopled and controlled by the mind of William Donovan. Where have you been? Where have I been? Yes, we had no idea. I mean, how crazy worrying about you. Did Schrott finally find you? Yes. Yes. Schrott found me. Janice, why did you leave me that day? Why didn't you at least tell me? Where did you go, darling? I was with friends. Well, did Schrott tell you anything? No, nothing special. Well, Janice, I know I haven't been a very good husband these last months. I haven't been very kind or very considerate or even civilized. I... I haven't been myself, Janice. I know, Patrick. My poor darling. If you'd only known how I missed you after you left, how I needed you. I need your help, Janice. I Terribly. know, Patrick. Terribly. I, I came back to help you. But... But what? Where's David? Well, he's asleep in the next room. That is, the lady's tried to make it a point to sleep only when I didn't. I'm trying to keep an eye on things. Patrick... I'm going to help you. Oh, All I can. Any way I can. But first, I oh. want to take David away. David? Why? Because I don't think it's good for him to be here. No? I don't think that you... Uh, Patrick, I don't want to torment you. It's only that perhaps we can find a way. If we know all the facts. What, Janice? I... Don't you know, really, where I was? No, how could I? Don't you remember where you took me? Where I took you? I don't... You took me to a psychiatric, psychiatric clinic. Psychiatric clinic? You had me committed to a madhouse. No, it's Janice. No, not you. Donovan. Donovan. It was because I tried to make you stop the experiment. Yes. Kill the brain. As you left me there, you even spoke in Donovan's voice. Sure, 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 you said. Sure, sure. I thought they were the last words I would ever hear you speak. Oh, Janice, forgive me. Forgive me. I couldn't persuade anyone. I was sane. Oh, sweet. After what you told them, everything I said only made them think I was mad. I'm not mad, am I? I'm not mad. Am I? Am I? Janice will be gone for some three hours. I've sent her into town for Dr. Zanger, the psychiatrist. Maybe he can help, but... Now, suddenly, I'm... I, I'm... I'm... 
I'm overcome with the thought of the humiliation I shall have to suffer when other, other medical men become aware of the position I'm in. It'll be the end of my career and my reputation or my hopes. Folly to think that Zanger'd keep it to himself. Indeed, I'd... He'd have no right to. I, I, I can bear it if I must, but another way, a possibility occurs to me, and I've, I've been thinking it over. There's no harm in trying it in any event. I... I must try. I, I have three hours. David! David! Yes, sir? Da David, what's your blood type? Do you know your blood type? As a matter of fact, I, well, I don't think I do. Why? Uh, no matter. We can easily find out. David, I, I think at last I know a way... To kill the brain? It's simple. It's perfectly natural. And yet nine chances out of ten is something Donovan had never known about. I I'll do it myself. Unfortunately, my blood type and his are... Uh, they're the same. Transfusion? Uh, of course. I have to replenish the blood substance periodically. Anyway, it's about time to do it again. I I've always used my own because it was the same type as his. But if uh, yours is a different type, the, uh, the right type, David. You mean the wrong type? You, you, yes, you've given the wrong... The brain, the, the brain will die given the wrong type. Yeah, I, I, possible. I, I, I'm sure of that. I know it. But suppose uh, the brain yes. knows it, knows other things. I, I, I've thought of that. It's a chance we'll have to take if you're willing, David, my boy. Of course I am. Then we'll take the blood sample now. Come into the laboratory. I only have the right blood type. Sure. Rather the wrong type. Now, if you haven't, we'll find someone who has maybe, maybe shot. Now, lie down there on the table, David. We, we want a tourniquet on your arm here. I'll a small syringe will do it. Go ahead. I'm, I'm ready. David, don't watch me. It'll be easier if you easier if you don't. For me. That's a funny one. Coming from you. Well, uh, doctors and uh, never quite as steady with members of their own family, you know. Ready? Sure. Ready. <clears throat> there we are. You you all right? Yeah, yeah. You'll be through in just a second. You, you're getting it all yes, right? Yes, sure, sure. It's just a second now. Dad, I... I'm sleepy. You'll be over it in a minute. But what's the matter? Why am, why am I so sleepy? You'll be all right. Sleepy. So Sleepy. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. That's what an anesthetic is for. Make you sleep. I was somewhat surprised to find the instrument sterilized already laid out, but I worked more rapidly and skillfully than ever before in my life, I think. I made an incision just below the hairline, laying back the scalp as far as the base of the skull. I trepanned the cranium at two centimeter intervals, working back and downwards to the upper edge of the occipital bone. With the Geely saw, I cut through the connecting bone structure and removed the entire top of the cranium, placing it in saline solution to preserve it. I made a semicircular incision in the dura mater, laying it to one side, exposing the brain. As I dissected out the facial auditory and pneumogastric nerves to free the medulla umbrigata, I, I, 
I became conscious of an insistent clamoring, something like a mounting hysteria in the distant reaches of my mind. I almost as strong as the irresistible compulsion that drove me on. But my hand did not falter. With a sure stroke, I severed the spinal cord just below the first cervical nerve. As I make this last entry with that awful guilt upon my soul, even now I cannot fully comprehend how it has been possible for any man, by mortal or immortal means, to be driven to such a crime. Even the divinity himself did not demand of Abraham that final sacrifice of expiation. When he, with his only begotten son, ascended the Mount of Olives, Perhaps Schrott is right. Perhaps there is indeed in man some spark of the divine that will elude our test tubes and our laboratories until the end of time. Perhaps that is the one thing that even Donovan did not foresee. I only know that at the instant my son died under my own hand, I was set free. At that instant... I saw and understood for the first time that monstrous plan born in the brain of William Donovan of which I was to be the instrument. It was the plan I had glimpsed but never grasped in the recurring dream. Donovan did aspire to the domination of the world. And with those tremendous mental faculties that I myself had given him, it was literally within his power to become the absolute ruler of all mankind. Only one thing was lacking, a body, a body, a young, strong body into which those ever-growing brain cells could graft and affix themselves to live on and on, perhaps, for centuries. He chose the body of my son, and now, my son, at last too late, I am free to destroy this foul thing of my creation. I know it as surely as I know that my own life must be forfeit. And the brain also knows. I can hear the disturbed, erratic oscillations of the delta waves coming through the laboratory door. But there's no room left in me now for fear. I shall take the six steps from the desk where I'm writing this across to the laboratory door. How often I've taken them in happier times. I shall open the door, close it behind me for the last time and write finis to the mortal life of Patrick Arthur Corey and the brain of William Horace Donovan. May others learn from the record I leave here the lessons I've learned so bitterly and profit by them. And for the things that I have done, may God have mercy on my soul.
Phoenix, Arizona, September the 15th. The bodies of Dr. Patrick Arthur Corey and his son David were found in Dr. Corey's own laboratory early today. Young Corey had apparently died on the operating table as a result of a delicate brain operation performed by his father. In the case of Dr. Corey, medical authorities gave us their opinion that he might have died of shock as a result of the unsuccessful operation on his son. A curious feature of the case was the fact that numerous pieces of tissue identified as being from a human brain were found scattered about the laboratory floor, while a larger section of brain was found in the midst of an elaborate apparatus, evidently part of a scientific experiment. Medical authorities stated, however, that they were unable to explain the nature of the apparatus and that the brain itself was in such a state of decomposition as to indicate that it had been dead and slowly decaying for at least three months. Dr. Corey is survived by his wife, Janice. She was committed to the county asylum for the insane late this afternoon. Burial of Dr. Corey will be at the Mount of Olives Cemetery. And so closes Donovan's Brain, presenting Orson Welles as star of Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.